Training camp is here, which means football is back. Which quarterback positional battles in camp are we keeping our eyes on? And why is it Malik Wills versus Will Levis part two? We'll tell you next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at D. P underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over with the Draft Network as well as the host of the Locked On Clemson Tiger Football Podcast. And guys, you know, what is it, Tuesday? Happy Tuesday, man. It's training camp week. Appreciate y'all for always tapping in with us. And as always, you know what I mean? Thank y'all for being the family and, and really, you know, supporting us Monday through Friday or every single day and making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen every day. But I got the champ here with me, you know, my boy, Mr. LSU from the Bengal Tigers, as he always says, you know, <laughs> Mr. 2019 champion, Keith Sanchez. You can find him on Twitter at The Talent Code. Keith, talk to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst with the Draft Network, man, in 2019 national champ with the what? Bengal Tigers, like DP just told you, man. But, man, you know why we're here, right? Myself, Damian Parsons, we are here to bring you that championship-level content surrounding the NFL Draft 24-7, 365. Like we say, man, we don't stop, man. And DP precluded it already, right? He said that training camp is starting this week. So it almost feels like football season is here, right? It's almost here, DP. But we decided this was going to do. We wrapped up the scouting notebook last week, right? And we said we're jumping full into this training camp, and we have a training camp battle series, right? We're going to go position by position, talk about the training camp battle, some of these draft prospects, whether they were 2023 prospects, 2022, 2021 prospects, and who they're battling. But you know we have to start this thing off with what? The quarterback. So expect over the next couple of days, we are talking about quarterback battles in training camp. So, DP, man, I'm looking at the show notes right here, man. Let's get this thing started. We're going to go to Nashville, right, with those Tennessee Titans, and we have Malik Willis versus Will Levis because QB1 seems to be wrapped up a little bit, right? There's Ryan Tannehill, but it almost seems like nobody cares, right? <laughs> and it says, so we're going to talk about Malik Willis, Will Levis, expectations, DP. What, what are you expecting out of this training camp battle? And may I ask you, who do you think going to win? Of course, but before that, let's give a quick shout out to eBay Motors. This episode of Locked On NFL Draft is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit, ebaymotors.com. Uh, let's ride eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible, eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keith. It's part two of this battle, right? Like we 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 kept our eyes locked on Nashville, Tennessee during minicamp, and now it's training camp. And like you said, Ryan Tannehill's there, you know, but nobody really cares. Like truthfully, nobody cares because it's like, yeah, we know he's the starter, but the future of this team rests and resides yep. on the shoulders of, t- of these two young quarterbacks that were taken a year apart. He thought this is to me. This might be the most. 
I, I want to say most important battle because you know you got like Houston with you know, Davis Mills and CJ Stern. You got actual starting battles, but this battle is important because I don't foresee Tannehill being the quarterback two years from now in right. Tennessee. So finding out what you have in Malik Willis and Will Levis is important because at the end of the day, like, uh, and I, I know we both saw the reports, like this was probably about a couple of weeks ago to a month ago that, you know, if Will Levis beats out Malik Willis, there's rumblings that Malik Willis might get cut. That's, that's kind of crazy to me. Like, Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like a third, you just cut big with a third round pick in year before year two. But for me, Watch, I watched you know clips of these guys at camp and mini camp, and I thought they were at, at times. I thought Malik Willis had the leg up on them. You know what I'm saying in terms of consistency, uh, accuracy, ball placement through drills and different things like that. He just looked more confident and calm, even when he's answering questions at, at the pressers and stuff like that. He just seems a lot more confident than he did last year. Man, what a year! What a wonder a year can do. I say, list Will Levis. To me, if it's if it's me, Will Levis gonna have to really, really shine. You know what I'm saying? Because I saw some stuff. We both saw stuff on tape with him at, at at Kentucky that was very worrisome. And I'm not giving the keys to a guy that just because I drafted you in the second round, I'm I'm not giving you the keys because of that. Yeah. All right. So I'm 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 gonna go from I'm gonna pick it up from there, DP. And you know, I talked about you know who I, I asked you right, like who would win and things like that. So I'm gonna go with this. I think the the Will Levis and Malik Willis conversation is gonna be a lot closer than what people thought, right? Because they created a narrative that Malik Willis wasn't a good football player, right? Then they drafted Will Levis. Then everybody got to what is rookie camp, mini camp. And they're seeing that they were a lot closer, right? And then if you watch the film, something that I always talk about, you watch the film, right? It would have told you that these players are very similar in the sense of the fact that they have strong arms, they're athletic, they struggle from time to time reading coverages, they will hold on to the football, there will be growing pain. So I don't expect Will Levis to separate himself, right? I don't expect him to separate himself from Malik Willis. Malik Willis is going into year two, so some of this stuff is not going to be new to him, right? He's, he's going to be like, okay, I'm comfortable. I've seen it before, so I'm expecting Malik Willis to take strides forward while also expecting Will Levis, DP, to struggle a little bit to keep this quarterback competition for QBT, QB2 close. Now what it's going to do is it's going to put the general manager and the head coach in a predicament. And, and what are you left off with, right? Because you're left with Malik Willis, who we've kind of publicly bashed, right, and, and kind of say, hey, he's pretty much on the trade block. And then we go and draft Will Levis and say he's our guy. Then it becomes clear because fans are at the practice, right? Fans are at practices. They can see Malik Willis hitting throws, Will Levis not, Will Levis hitting throws, Malik Willis not, and saying like, hey, so now you have to try to recontrol the narrative. So if I'm the Tennessee Titans, this is my expectation. I, I expect it to be close throughout, right? I, that's that's what I expect. Malik Willis, Ryan Tannehill for the training camp battle to be close throughout, and we'll keep close tabs on this. And if I, Malik Willis, I think with the general manager, all you can hope is that he garners enough attention that you can at least trade him for a third round pick again, right? Like because you beat him up so much, now your only answer is because are you going to run him out as your starter next year? Because this is looking at the opposite side of it. DP is that you told the fans that Malik Willis wasn't good, right? And then you drafted, um, you drafted Will Levis. I'm sorry, I was about to say Ryan Tanner. You drafted Will Levis. Will Levis would be better than Malik Willis, but if Malik Willis is better than him, like you kind of put yourself in this uh, this weird situation. Yeah, in a when you box. Just, 
Yeah, you put yourself in a box when you should have just be quiet and let it play out. <laughs> and if you watch the film, once again, you would have seen that these were very similar players. It wasn't like we're talking about CJ Stroud or Bryce Young or even Anthony Richardson for all the tools that he has versus Malik Willis. You're talking about guys with very comparable tools. So that's kind of my prediction, DP, that the, the you are going to find throughout this training camp battle, the there will be, whether it's Adam Schefter or any of these guys on NFL yeah. Network, someone's like, the, the, the Tennessee Titans are in a hell of a predicament, right? Like, I think that's going to be the, the breaking news, right? They're in a predicament because Malik Willis potentially outplayed Will Levis, but they can't, they can't cut Will Levis, but they talked about cutting Malik Willis. And that's why I wanted to ask you, Keith, if it is close, do you keep them both? You know what I mean? Like if Malik Willis and not even if Will Levis has a step, right? Because, you know, you, we've always heard the, the phrase like, because it's not like Malik Willis is a four-year veteran. He's only been in the league one year. So it's like if 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 uh, Will Levis was battling Tannehill and it's close, typically the, the, the notion is, well, you go with the young guy because it's close with the veteran. But this kid, you got a rookie versus a one-year player. Right. So if it is close as we expect it to be, like, what do you do in that situation? If you're the GM, do you just keep Malik Willis? Right. You, Malik Willis doesn't have that type of mentality to go in the locker room and cause problems. You know what I mean? And, and be a headache for you. He's not that type of guy. Right. But at the same time, like, do you keep him as QB three? Right. Or do you go ahead and try to find a trade partner for him? And if that doesn't work, you cut him. Like, where, what direction so should they go in? There's so many different dynamics, right? Because if I'm if my Malik Willis is aging, right, and you're telling me that my quarterback after one year essentially is now QB three, then I'm I'm telling you release him or trade him, right? So now you're gonna have that pressure, right? Then you have the pressure from the fans of what's going on because this is the issue. You wait, like that's two high picks, right? Malik Willis was a third round pick. Will Levis was a second round pick. So either one you get rid of, right? It's it's like a wasted pick. So you and it's a situation that True. they put themselves in. So at the end of the day, DP, they better call a PR team, right? Because that, that's where this is headed. And that's where they put themselves with this training camp battle. But man, everybody needs to make sure that they tap in and tune into this. I think I know how this is going to play out. I'm excited to see how it plays out. Um, you know, just throughout training camp because the bullets are live, like they always say, right? You got pads on. Obviously, the quarterback is gonna have red or light blue, whatever color they're gonna wear. They're gonna have jerseys, so it's not contact jerseys, but you still can see how they they operate in a pocket, and that's one of the most fun things to do. But DP. We said it's a training camp battle show, DP. We're talking about battles, and we have one in New England, right, where they, they threw Mac Jones a curveball last year. Bailey Zappi stepped in and played decent football for the New England Patriots. So we're going to talk about this Mac Jones versus Bailey Zappi. Do we see Bailey Zappi beat Mac Jones out in training camp, or is Mac Jones going to tie this thing down with Bill O'Brien back in New England? So coming up next, man, we're getting into those New England Patriots, a key factor in this AFC East conversation. We're getting into this quarterback battle training camp. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we are faced with tough choices and decisions, and the path forward isn't always clear. You have a tough decision to make, but you don't really know how to make it or if you want to make it. You're afraid of the decision that is at hand. Therapy can help you guys. Whether you're dealing with decisions around your career, relationship, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Uh, I can tell you now that I've be benefited from having counseling and therapy, and it, it helped me get through some tough situations in my own life, mental health 
absolutely matters. So, guys, listen to me. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Let's visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. Matt Jones versus Bailey Zappi. And Keith, I will never forget being it what was it Vegas when this draft happened last year? And yeah. we were sitting on our live stream, man. And when that pick came through in the fourth in the fourth round, we looked at each other like, for what? Like, why did you just select Bailey Zappi when you already have Mac Jones? And you know, some people thought, oh, he'd just be a backup. He'll replace Brian Hoyer. Yeah, no, that that's not what happened. Like it created a little bit of controversy during the season, yeah, Keith. And I'd be shocked if that controversy doesn't spill over into training camp. Yeah, and, and that's the problem, right? That when and I, I think I said this on the, the draft live, Bailey Zappi was good enough to make a controversy, right? Like he was like he was you good did. enough. You absolutely that. said that. Yeah, like that, that's what he was. He was good enough to make it a controversy. And you don't want that, right? You want your young quarterback, especially coming off of the year that Mac Jones had, which he played solid football. He didn't play great, right? But he played solid football and you're trying to build on that and you go Taekwondo Thornton and then you, you go Bailey Zappi, which was confusing. Then you go like three running backs, right? You went something crazy, three running backs and three interior offensive linemen. So they had a hell of a draft. Those New England Patriots. But what, what are my expectations, DP, when we talk about this training camp battle, right? Talking about Mac Jones versus Bailey Zappi. I do believe that Mac Jones had, is, is the more talented quarterback. I would roll into training camp with him as QB1. Now we have to look at this in totality right because now bill o'brien is coming in you know from what was he, he was at university of alabama but we know their ties right you're talking about university of alabama you're talking about nick Saban. you're talking about bill belichick there's so many trees coaching trees and everything that has you know kind of cross-populated and you know so i, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some verbiage or concepts and lingo that is familiar to mac jones right and, and so i'm expecting my and i'm, I'm calling my shot now Mac Jones is going to win this. He's finally going to have a real offensive coordinator because that stuff that happened last year was flat out embarrassing with Matt Patricia, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. And remember, like, Mac Jones was just, like, outwardly angry with them, right? Like, like during the game, it was just like, what are y'all doing? Mm -hmm. and, and it was embarrassing. And they and, and Bill Belichick should be embarrassed for thinking or having that coaching arrogance to think that you're going to put a defensive coordinator and a special team guy and let them call plays, right? And then those coaches should have been embarrassed also. Like, and, and, and that's how I feel about it. So I'm thinking Matt Jones is going to win this training camp battle, DP, and I think he's going to take steps forward as a quarterback. I, I, I'm i with you, especially with Matt Jones coming in as QB1. Because like you said, like the stuff last year, just it, it was so – it gave me like a toxic feel. Like, how, how can you? It, it did nothing felt positive besides the run game in New England, man. Like, that's the only thing that they could do, like, very, very well. And, and like you said, Mac Jones as a rookie performed very solid in his rookie year with Mac with Josh McDaniels as his OC. Then you bring him a special teams coach and a defensive coordinator, and it's like you're the co-offensive coordinators. This 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 doesn't make sense. Without any weapons on top of that, right? Like without 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 true weapons, on no help in, re in the receiving department. So it's like, oh, okay, so that doesn't make any sense. I do. I will say this though, Keith. I think that Bailey Zappi can make this a, a closer battle, though. I think that because there, Mac is, is. I think Mac is more talented, but it's like slightly because I think they are very close in terms of not carbon copies, but like you know, 
it's not one of those situations like, hey, you got this from Amazon and this is from Wish. No, I don't think it's like that. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a simple fact that like these guys are very close in skill sets and like in strengths and in deficiencies, right? Neither one of them have like upper echelon arms, right? They're both more rhythm and timing throwers, you know, things like that work well off the play action, can really uh, attack the short, you know, quick game and things of that nature and get the ball out of their hands quickly and kind of be a point guard of sorts, just getting the ball out and distributing do they? We always talk about trucks and trailers. Are either one of these guys a truck? Absolutely not. But could do they have the ability to be what you call the hitch? Yes, I think both of them could. You know what I mean? So it's like I think it, I think if if they really open this up and and let them boys kind of go throw for throw and play for play and stuff like that at camp, I think it could be a closer battle. But I, I'm with you. I do lean to Mac Jones, and I lean to Mac Jones for multiple reasons. But I'll say this. Bill Belichick, granted, he's never been shy about wasting first-round picks. The man does not value draft picks. But, you know what I'm saying, he, he doesn't care about draft picks nowhere near as much as the rest of us. But I don't believe that he's going to be willing to take that job from Mac, you know, right out the gate. Like, even, even if it is close, right, I feel like he's going to go ahead and still lean on Mac. And, and But there we know that there was some underlying behind-the-scenes stuff that went on. Matt reaching out to, supposedly Matt reached out to Alabama coaches and, you know, Bill Belichick's a keep everything in house, like the FBI type stuff. Don't talk to nobody, you know, keep it PR, stuff like that. And Mac didn't necessarily do that. Like, so that's, you know, that's a way to drive a wedge between him and the head, him and the head ball coach. But I think that I don't think, I don't see, unless Bailey Zabby comes out there and just takes it from Mac. He, he's going to have to, get a stronghold of this, Keith, right. and take it from him. I don't think it could be a close battle and Bill Belichick say, we're going to roll with Mac. I mean, we're going to yeah. roll with, with Bailey. You know, and I said something about Bill O'Brien making Mac Jones better, but there's a chance he can make Bailey Zappi better too, right? Like, And that's, mm-hmm. that's the other side of the coin that I didn't mention. So I, I agree with you, DP. I, I think we both stand in the same level, right, that we think if we're predicting, right, Meg Jones is going to win this training camp battle, this QB battle. Um, I, I still have a lot of respect for Bailey Zappi, right? And, and we know how Bill Belichick does this, right? Like, he's going to show you Bailey Zappi and, and be able to and maybe potentially flip what Bailey Zappi was a fourth-round pick, right? Do the Jimmy Garoppolo thing and maybe potentially get a second round. Or I don't remember if he did it with Matt Castle, you know, back in the day. Um, You yeah, know, Matt so Castle was quarterback, like what that. he was able to get for him. So he's done it time and time again, right? Trade these quarterbacks and get some type of asset for him. So I'm expecting, like you said, Matt Jones to win this QB battle. DP, man, coming up next, we have one hour. We're, we're reintroducing. Allow me to reintroduce this segment, right? The coach him up segment. And we're still talking about quarterback battles. We're still talking about quarterbacks in training camp, but this is what we're doing, man. We're picking a quarterback that we're simply saying, coach him up. He's ready to roll. Coach him up. He has the physical tools. Let's get this guy on the field. So coming up next, man, make sure y'all stay tuned in for our coach him up guy for this show that we're picking. Um, and it might be somebody in the North. It might be somebody in the AFC North, NFC North. Let's see. So coming up next, we're getting into that coach him up guy that we picked for this episode. The Motor City, Keith. They went ahead. They got Jared Goff. They have Ben Johnson, who's a genius in terms of offensive play calling. They have some weapons, good, really good old line. And they drafted Hendon Hooker, I believe, what, round three, I believe, of the 2023 yeah, NFL draft. And, and, and when you ask me, DP, who you want to highlight as our coach him up guy? I said Hendon Hooker because, Keith, 
he's not going to play this year. Jared Goff still can he still plays really good football for the most part as a starting quarterback, right? And I, I expect him to help them get to the playoffs because I'm predicting that they get to the playoffs. They better. I don't think the coaching staff could last another year if they don't make the playoffs, especially with Aaron Rodgers gone. But having Hendon Hooker, the reason why I wanted to talk about him or coach him up is because he has the tools and traits. Like, dual threat guy. We know he's really mobile. He has a good arm. He was one of the best deep ball throwers in college football last year, right? He throws a beautiful deep ball. But you have to coach up some mechanical things with him from a technique standpoint, especially from his waist down, activating his feet. He sometimes throws from a narrow base. He doesn't always step into throws. He'll throw all torso, all upper body, right? So you want to get those things down pat because we saw that rear its ugly head when they played Georgia. He, I counted about four to five big explosive plays that he overthrew or just did not throw with, 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 with good ball placement, and it, and they couldn't connect. And if you connect on those, a couple of those probably would have been touchdown. It flips that game on his head. Now Georgia's playing a competitive game instead of Jalen Carter and the rest of that defensive line be able to feast because you have no choice but to throw. So I think for them, and they made an investment. Is he the QB of the future? This is the time to prepare him to be that because, for one, I don't think they're going to keep Jared Goff, you know, that much longer, right? Because he's he's a solid quarterback. He's a hitch. He's not a truck, but he's a hitch. So for me, go ahead and get Hendon Hooker where he needs to be. Of course, mentally, in terms of being a pro, learning the NFL, timing, speed, playbook, all that type of stuff. I thought I, I remember hearing that he was ahead of the schedule from his ACL recovery. I don't know if he's going to. I'm not sure if he's going to practice fully in training camp and everything. And I don't know if he's going to see any action in, in the preseason. It would be great to see it if, if he's healthy, but I don't know. But I think getting this is the opportunity. Let him hold a clipboard, learn what it is to be an NFL quarterback, but work on those, those mechanical deficiencies, flip them on his head, so when he does become the starter, you can go ahead and hit the ground running. Yeah, right, so when DP, you mentioned this, right, and we text back and forth. And you said, you know, coach him up, set him like who you want to pick, and you pick, you pick Hendon Hooker. And I was like, I like this a lot. I like this a lot, and because it it is it's everything you just explained, right? Plus, it's it's the like you said, the development of a young guy. And you're talking about moving the Detroit Lions forward, right? Because if this coaching staff has any chance, right? You said make the playoffs, but also show a really bright future to where we're the best team over the next five years. And I and I feel like. The Detroit Lions are trying to win, right? And, and people yeah. have been critical of their, their draft, right, with drafting a linebacker and a running back, quote-unquote, not premium positions. But it was premium positions for them because that's the positions that they needed, right? And so they went out and addressed it. So I agree with the DP, and I'm, I'm sitting here because, you know, I you mentioned Ben Johnson, right? But there's a couple other guys that I want to talk about when we're talking about getting getting young guys ready. And, and it's not always necessarily the, the flashy name, right? It's not necessarily Dan Campbell and, and Ben Johnson because they, they're focused on the here and now, right? They're focused on, you know, making sure the play calling is correct, making sure this team operates the right way and making sure we're ready to win games in 2023. But when we're talking about in training camp, right, or, or you know, just what your responsibilities, there's two guys I'm looking at, right? I'm looking at the quarterback's coach, Mark Brunel, right? Because he's going to be with that guy when you talk about all of those details and you talked about the, the lower body mechanics, working with the upper body, talking about being able to read coverages and process. Mark Brunel, then I'm looking at the assistant quarterback coach, and he's probably going to be the most key person because that's how that thing 
kind of trickles down with coaching staffs, right? Like your assistants usually work with the second and third stringers, right? And the assistant coach is JT Barrett, right? A former dual threat guy mm. who's played on a high level. So when you're talking about key guys in this Detroit Lions um, coaching staff, I'm looking at those two guys and being like, hey, you know what? responsibility Hendon Hooker that's the reason for this right coach him up get him there get him to the next level because he has all the potential and what we've heard DP this Detroit Lions man they, they went viral last year for you know the training camp hard knocks and they had guys like Jamal Williams you know and and, and then you have Dan Campbell you have my guy uh coach Calvin Shepard who will be a head coach in this in this in this league soon right because he's just that talented at what he does on the defensive side of the football and you just know that the passion that they play with right and their intent that they operate with and just the culture that they're cultivating at the Detroit Lions Hendon Hooker fits right in with that right we've met we've met him at the senior bowl DP like he's ready to roll so you you selected the right guy to be I, I don't think that's predecessor, precessor. I, I don't know the word, right? The couple after Jerry Goff. I was trying to get in my bag, in my vocabulary bag, but I couldn't think of the word. But the guy after Jerry Goff, right? He should be the guy because he checks all of those boxes. So I, I, I'm excited when you're talking about picking him as the coach him up candidate because that's exactly what we need to have. Uh, you you had it right. It's predecessor. You 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 were okay. on. You were on part. You were on part. Was, was making, um, it didn't sound right, but I you know I'll take it. I'll nah. take my win. <laughs> Trust yourself. It's confidence, everything. You had it right, brother. Now, I'm, I, and, and to your point, Keith, when you talk about Ben Johnson, I, I definitely that's what that's why I really did try not to even mention him because more than likely he's gonna be a head coach in 2024 yeah. somewhere else. <laughs> like, you know he took he took interviews. I think this off season, right? So, yeah, uh, you know, and he decided to go back, which I think was a smart move because then you get to see how defense is game plan for your offense after watching film, and then you can go ahead and adjust and build build uh, build uh, build in adjustments. You know, you know, pregame and stuff like that to where you're kind of already ahead of the schedule. So I, I really I'm excited for his future as as a coach and like I said Kelvin Shepard and. You know, and, and just the other, they have a great coaching staff just in general. But Mark Brunel was was a big because he was a big part too. If you remember last year at the Senior Bowl, he he, he was a big part of helping Malik Willis because uh, mm-hmm. Malik Willis was on their their Senior Bowl roster, and helping him get that confidence and get up to speed and teaching him the things that he didn't learn at, at, at uh with, in Hugh Freeze's offense at Liberty. So it was like just kind of teaching because that's I think it's talking to Hendon Hooker, you know, at the Senior Bowl, well spoken high iq just net like incredibly intelligent young man but he's coming from a gimmicky offense that made things super easy for him so you're not gonna have those passing lanes that you saw at tennessee in the nfc north and then like you talked about trying to find that future that trying to get the future solidified to be the team to beat in this division and rogers is gone so we don't know what jordan love is going to be right kirk cousins not going to be in in uh, minnesota forever Right. So so, you know, that that's not going to be the case. So and then, you know, you got Justin Fields, who is arguably the most talented. He is the most talented quarterback in your division. So, you know, and we got to wait and see what happens with him. So I think they are in the position. Go ahead and build this thing out and get him the hooker where he needs to be. Uh, but it, it's going to be a lot of fun watching. Him. I, I, I would love for him to be healthy enough to play at least one preseason game. You know, what I mean, so we can at least see him on the field in this offense. Uh, this is a really, this is a really good offense, very versatile and everything else. But you know, we'll see how it goes, man. But that's coach him up, guys. Like we, 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 we bringing up, we bringing these the, the things we talked about, the the sec dames dudes, all of a sudden it's coming back. 
Maybe it's coming back. We're bringing it back to y'all, man. You know what I'm saying? History always repeats itself, they say. And then on this show, it definitely is. So uh, that's our Coach Em Up segment, man. And Keith, it was a good show. It was a great show. Yeah, man, I, I enjoyed it. And we're going to keep this thing rolling, man. Like we said, training camp battle. We're probably going to go another two episodes with this. And don't think we're done. We still have a lot of heat, right? We still have to talk about Sam Howell with those Washington commanders and what that situation is going to look like. We still have to talk about the Houston Texans, CJ Stroud versus David Mills. How is that going to play out, right? We still have to talk about Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, Sam Donald with those 49ers who DP doesn't. He's kind of on the fence about the coach, right? Him and Shanahan don't see eye to eye on things, every, you know, all the time. So, and man, it's we not have because a lot I'm shorter than him either. Coming your way. And I'm going to even say this, right? With those Miami Dolphins, it's Tua, if Tua goes down, is Mike White going to look efficient enough in this offense? Because we've seen him in all bad with the New York Jets. What does he do with guys mm-hmm. like, you know, Jalen Waddle and, 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 and you know, the speed so that, that Tyreek Hill is? So we have a lot of fun conversations coming for y'all, man. Over the next two days, y'all make sure to stay tapped in with the Locked On NFL Draft. Not hundred percent. We got a lot of content over the next couple of days. Training camp is here, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all feel that heat outside? These, 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 these shoulder pads getting buckled up, man. You, you, you starting to hear some, some, some. You start to see clips on Twitter. Oh yeah, it's football season, baby. We here. We here now. No, the, the summertime wait is over, guys. So as always, go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube wherever you listen to podcasts. You get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday, being our, our family and our every single day. As, man, we appreciate y'all all the way. Keith just teased the next two, three days of content. So you don't even need me to repeat it. You already know what time it is and what's coming down the pipeline, guys. But in terms of Twitter, as always, you can go and find Keith Sanchez. Go find and follow him on Twitter at the talent code me Damian Parson DP underscore NFL come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast.